Hey everyone, welcome into the second episode of the My Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening and for all of the great feedback on a yesterday's episode. It was so much fun to get that out there for you guys and to get to hear you guys love it or hate it or just hear the, any feedback. It was so, so fun. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you're back for episode two, thank you so much for tuning into episode two. Uh, you're You're making my dreams come true and you're 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 making this into something that's real and fun, and I hope that it's fun for you as well. Um, I want to start today's episode with a couple questions that I got on Instagram and Twitter yesterday after I had already recorded yesterday's episode. It's only a couple. First question is from my man Jackson Murphy. Jackson said, "Who is a sleeper defense, and that he likes the Titans in the AFC uh, South?" Um, it, this this what I'm, my answer to this kind of goes into the draft tips and tricks. Um, and I think my answer is, hey, don't don't focus on one defense for the entire season. I think that it's super tempting to reach for one of the super, one of the really good defenses like the Steelers or the Seahawks or uh, any of those other really good defenses, the Ravens, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's really tempting to reach for those and start them every single week. But what's more productive than doing that? Uh, I guess this is tip six for draft tips and tricks is to just take a defense with your very last pick, look at their first two or three games of the season, and try to figure out a team that has a really, really easy schedule. For example, the Colts play the Jaguars week one. If you're not a believer in the Jaguars, if you're not a believer in the town of Gardner Minshew, go and get the Colts defense and start them week one. Look at the rest of their schedule and consider starting them week two, week three, but always just just stream your defense. Don't be afraid to cut your defense and pick up a new one based off the matchup that they have for that week. Um, I, I'm never one that is going to pick a defense and start them all 16 weeks of the season. I'm always going to be, you're always, if you're in a league with me, you'll always see me picking up and dropping defenses every single week, trying to find the one that has the best matchup. And it works more often than it doesn't just because it's super easy to predict bad offenses versus good defenses. Uh, but to answer your question, my favorite defense with a really, really easy early season schedule is the Eagles. Eagles have a super easy early season schedule. Their defense isn't terrible. So if you're one in a defense to pick with your very last pick in the draft, last round, go for the Eagles. Uh, they have a super easy schedule. Uh, the second question um, was top 10 or 20 fantasy picks for this year from Tyler Lunsford. Tyler, uh, I don't think I have the time to do my top 10 or 20 fantasy picks, but I'll give you my three favorite picks in drafts this year that I'm targeting this guy, these guys, and just about every draft that I'm in, whether it's a dynasty, a redraft, or a keeper, I'm targeting these guys all year long. Number one, Michael Gallup. I love Michael Gallup. If you haven't been paying attention to the news in Dallas right now, Amari Cooper has been put on the sidelines. He's been he's been doing limited work, and they're trying to protect him from injury to save him because he is so injury prone. And that's exactly it right there. Amari Cooper is injury prone. We see it year in and year out of Amari Cooper getting injured. And Michael Gallup is a stud. This is going to be a breakout season for Michael Gallup. We've seen him be a great great receiver last year in this prolific offense. Their offense is just going to take another step forward. Mike McCarthy came out and he said he doesn't even view Michael Gallup as a number two receiver. He views him as a number one. That's just how talented he is. You can get him in the sixth or seventh round of your draft right now. I'm getting Michael Gallup all season long. Number two, my second favorite pick was Antonio Gibson. With the news this morning of – Adrian Peterson getting cut. 
Um, that's that's huge, huge for Antonio Gibson. I was not super high on Antonio Gibson because Adrian Peter, Peterson was there. But when I got that alert on my phone this morning that Adrian Peterson had been cut, I am all in on the Antonio Gibson train. Uh, Antonio Gibson is great. The, the news for the other running backs there are not super great um, in, in Washington. Bryce Love has not been getting good press. He's been working with the twos and the threes. But Antonio Gibson is getting great press from the beat reporters. And it's looking like he's going to have an awesome, an awesome season. My third favorite pick that I am targeting everywhere, and we're going to talk about him later in today's episode, is Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is a monster. If you saw on social media earlier this summer, the pictures of him in the shorts and working out uh, with the mask on on the field, he is the Hulk. That's the nickname people give him is the Hulk. He is a monster of a man and he is behind the best, best offensive line in football, the third easiest strength of schedule in the NFL on a team that has an incredible coach in Frank Reich and an upgraded quarterback play at Phillip rivers. He's going to be awesome there. Marlon Mack is not going to keep him from getting that starting job. Jonathan Taylor is, is pretty decent in the passing game. So if you play PPR lasers, an upside there. I don't expect him to take the third down roll away from Naheem Hines. I still think Naheem Hines is going to take that, is going to hold that job at third down back uh, primarily. But don't be surprised if you see Jonathan Taylor in there every now and then on third down, catching passes out of the backfield. Jonathan Taylor is going to be a stud. And just a little hint, I have Jonathan Taylor in my top 10 running backs. And that's a great segue into today's episode. Today, we're going to be going over my top 10 quarterbacks and my top 10 running backs and why I've got them where I've got them. Hey, before we start, the top 10 quarterbacks and the top 10 running backs for 2020, I just got to give a shameless plug. MyFantasyFootballPodcast.com is live right now. You can go to MyFantasyFootballPodcast.com and you can look. I started a website for this podcast. I bought the domain name. I did everything I needed to do. You can go there and you can look at positional rankings. You can link to the to my Twitter, to my Instagram, to my YouTube, all of that stuff. It's there. I'm hoping there's nothing on YouTube yet, but I'm hoping to get that YouTube started with some videos and some live streams. You can go follow me and subscribe there. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam FFB. And then you can follow me on Instagram as well at the noblest bear. If you're not already doing that, uh, shameless plug, my fantasy football podcast.com go there, bookmark it, do whatever you got to do. It's going to start heating up real soon. Let's start with my top 10 quarterbacks for 2020. Uh, quarterback's the most posi- important position in football. Um, and in real football, it makes or breaks your team. So it's the highest, usually the highest paid person on the team. Uh, quarterback's the position that inspires elementary kids uh, into playing football. And it's the jersey that kids wear more often than not is, is the quarterback. Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Uh, Joe Burrow this year. Those are the jerseys that you see people wearing are quarterbacks because it's the most important position in football. Unfortunately, in fantasy football, in typical one quarterback leagues, which which is the standard in fantasy football, it's not the most important position. Uh, the most important positions are running back and wide receiver. And if you don't think that's true, I'm just going to tell you right now, you're wrong. Stop thinking that way. Wide receiver and running back are the most important positions in fantasy football, uh, which is why I I, is, I try as hard as I can to play in two quarterback or super flex league just to kind of make quarterback the most important position in football like it should be in fantasy football. Um, so know that in mind that 
as I'm ranking, I'm not looking at quarterback as the most important position in football. Uh, I, I rank off of two things. Um, one, obviously, how I believe they'll finish the end of the year. And two, uh, whose offense I believe in the most instead of the actual talent. Um, for example, Russell Wilson is – I believe Russell Wilson is a top two NFL talent in the league. Russell Wilson is an incredible quarterback. But Russell Wilson, to me, he's not hes not a top five fantasy quarterback to me just because that offense is different than most offenses in the NFL. And I'll explain that when I get to Russell in these top ten. Uh, so let's go ahead and start. We'll start with number 10. I've got Drew Brees at number 10. There are some in the fantasy industry who say Drew Brees is going to be a top five quarterback this year. Uh, and that is absurd to me. Absurd. I don't understand it. Um, Drew Brees, here's some, here's some statistics for you. Drew Brees threw a 7.1 touchdown percentage last year. That is nuts. 7.1 is super high. It's the highest of his career. And if you don't know what touchdown percentage means, it's just their attempts divided by their touchdowns. And so essentially 7.1 out of – 7 out of 100 passes were a touchdown is basically what that means. Um, but that is a stupid high number. I think the average in the NFL is around 5.5 to 6. So he's a full percentage point higher than, than ever, anyone else. And he was at the highest of his entire career. Um, and I know that's only on 11 games, but if we extrapolate that number and we stat it out as if those 11 games were being played for all 16 – Drew Brees would have only finished as the QB5 last year. So people are saying that Drew Brees is going to have a better year statistically than he did last year and putting them in, putting him in their top five. And I'm just not buying it. Sure, the Saints may have added Emmanuel Sanders, another good weapon to the offense, another competent pass receiver. Um, Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara, uh, and Jared Cook. Sure, he may have those weapons, but I just, I'm not buying it. I'm not in on Drew Brees this year. Uh, I think he'll be – a decent quarterback, but Drew Brees is not somebody I'm going to put in my lineup as a start every single week. Uh, there are going to be some weeks where Drew Brees goes up against a tough matchup, and I'm going to say, hey, I'm not going to start Drew Brees this, this week. I'm going to stream a quarterback. I'm going to put him on my bench, drop somebody, put a quarterback with a better matchup because I think they're going to score more points than him. That's why I have Drew Brees at number 10. Um, let's go on to number nine. Number nine, I've got my man, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Some people don't even have Tom Brady in their top 12. Uh, and that blows my mind as well. Um, and if we know anything about Tom Brady, it's that he is going to try his hardest to prove himself. We have seen it year in, year out in his career. He is all about showing that he is the GOAT because he gets disrespected so much. Um, we even heard him say earlier this season, once he left the Patriots, he's like, I never cared about legacy. But for a man that was on the Patriots for I, I don't even know how many seasons, his entire career. He said, I never cared about legacy. Tom has gone to the Buccaneers. He's surrounded with Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin, with Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Cameron Bray, uh, Scotty Miller, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. So, so, so many weapons on that offense. And Bruce Arians is going to throw that football. Bruce Arians is going to let Tom throw that football. He's going to let Tom prove himself. And I really think Tom's going to have one of his best seasons in a long time just because he's surrounded by weapons and he's in a great, great offense. Um, so we should all expect Tom to prove himself even more as the greatest of all time this season. Um, and I'm, if I'm being honest, don't I will not be surprised, and I don't think you should be surprised either, if Tom Brady finishes better than where I have him ranked at number nine. If Tom Brady finishes at number five, I'm not going to be surprised. I think it's all there for it to happen. But I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to rank him at number nine. Let's go to number eight. 
Number eight, I've got Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, he's surrounded with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley, Hayden Hurst. Those are some great weapons. Second year with offensive quarter, uh, offensive coordinator. I forget his name, but this is their second year. The, the Falcons are a team that historically changes offensive coordinators like crazy. Um, and there was a couple of years ago, Matt Ryan would finish number 15. That year he finished two. And he finished 13 again or something close to that. Then he finished two or one. And it was just kind of this every other season type thing. And that was because they were changing offensive coordinators. And the seasons where Matt Ryan finished had a really good fantasy finish was when it was the second year with a new offensive coordinator. This is the second year with that offensive coordinator. I expect them to have a really good season. I think Julio Jones is going to have a great season. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be this year's Chris Godwin. He's going to break out this year. You can you can expect that. You can draft him like that. I think Todd Gurley has a, an okay season just because there's nobody there behind him. But I don't expect Todd Gurley to have a great season uh, just because he's old and his knees don't work anymore. Uh, and then Hayden Hurst. I expect Hayden Hurst to have a great season. Matt Ryan targets that tight end a lot. So – Expect Hayden Hurst to have a good season as well. Julio um, McCaffrey will be studs. They really will be. Uh, but that's that's really it's pretty that it's that simple for Matt Ryan to me. Um, it's the second year with an with an off, new offensive coordinator, surrounded by weapons. His name is Matt. His nickname is Matty Ice. Matt, Matt Ryan's a great quarterback. If you don't think Matt Ryan's a great quarterback, you're a little crazy. He's a great, talented NFL quarterback, and he is the first person on this list where I think I'd say I'd be comfortable starting Matt Ryan every single week, all 16 weeks in fantasy. Let's go to number seven. Number seven, I talked about a a little bit earlier, but Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell has the potential to be a solid every week fantasy starter Um, just because he's so talented. I truly believe in his talent alone. I said that. I think he's a top two quarterback in the NFL. But here's my my thinking with Russell Wilson this year. Seattle has upgraded their defense like crazy. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL – they have the number one ranked uh, linebacker group in the NFL, and now their secondary has gotten even better. Uh, I, I think their defense is going to be very, very good this year. And because their defense is going to be very good this year, there's not going to be much of a reason for Pete Carroll to hashtag let Russ cook. There's there's not going to be much of a reason for that. And we know what we know about the Seahawks and what we know about Pete Carroll is they have always, always been a run-first team. I think Chris Carson's going to have a great season. I think he'll finish inside the top 15. Um, but I don't think Russell Wilson has an incredible season. I think he has a fine fantasy season. I think he finishes number seven. I think he's another quarterback that you can draft and you can start every single week. Um, but I don't think he has a, a season close to what he had last year, finishing at number four. Let's go on to number six. Number six, I've got Josh Allen. Josh Allen has been a stud since he came in the league. Josh Allen is a monster. He has He's talented with both his arm and his legs. He runs like crazy. He's big enough to get those – steal away those goal line touchdowns from Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Josh Allen is a stud. Uh, and if you've seen any videos or heard any of the hype around Josh Allen this year on Twitter or through beat reporters, that people are tweeting out videos of Josh Allen showing that he can throw that long ball super accurate now. And on top of that, he's got one of the best long ball weapons he's ever had. Actually, the best long ball weapon he's ever had. They added Stefan Diggs this offseason, and I think that he and Stefan Diggs are going to find success together with that long ball and some big plays immediately. Um, Allen finished at the QB number six last year, and I expect him to take a step forward in pretty much every aspect of his game, his running, his accuracy, 
his long ball, his throwing out of the, his uh, on the run throwing, his dump offs to the running back, whatever. I think he's going to take a step in every area's game. But I have him listed number six again because I think these top five guys are just going to blow us away with quarterback play this year. I think quarterback last year was a little bit of a down year, just like wide receiver was a little bit of a down year last year. Uh, but I think that these top five guys are going to completely blow us away with their play this year. That's why I have Josh Allen at number six. Uh, again, I think he's another guy. You can you can draft him. You can start him every, every all 16 weeks of fantasy this year, and you'll be totally fine. Let's go on to number five. Number five is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, you may you may be thinking about this one is a little crazy because of all the moves that the Texans made. Well, not all the moves. The one really, really smart move that Bill O'Brien made this year to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. It was not smart. It was incredibly stupid. That was the dumbest thing. I, I don't know. It, it didn't make any sense to bring in a what – is, what is David Johnson, 30 years old, an old running back who didn't show any signs of life on the field last year. Uh, it was – it's probably one of the worst trades I can remember seeing in my lifetime in fantasy football. doesn't make any sense. Um, and while I think that that's going to hurt Deshaun in his passing game, um, we if we know one thing about Deshaun Watson is that he is an incredible, incredibly talented quarterback. For crying out loud, Deshaun Watson took a cleat to the eye last year, and he still threw a touchdown on the same play. Deshaun is elite, and we see we are going to see more from his legs uh, and from his running game than we've ever seen before. And if there's anything we know, and if you don't know about this about fantasy football, quarterbacks that rush the ball are essentially cheat codes. I'm always looking for quarterbacks that have an ability to rush the ball, and Deshaun Watson is going to be one of those. And I think we're going to see that this year more than any of the year is him rushing that ball. Um, that's why I'm believing in Deshaun Watson at number five. And plus, he's still got those three solid receiving options in Brandon Cooks, uh, Will Fuller, and Kenny Stills. He's still got three receiving options there. Um, So I'm expecting Deshaun Watson to finish number five because of his rushing ability. Uh, Let's go on to number four. Number four is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is probably one of my favorite quarterback targets this year. If I'm in the position where I feel that Kyler has fallen from his ADP one round, I'm taking him. I'm taking that bullet. I'm, I'm ignoring my own advice of late-round quarterback, and it's because I think Kyler has everything set up for him to succeed the best that he's ever succeeded in fantasy. The second year with Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury has come out and said Kyler was the guy that he wanted from the start before he even had that job. Um, this guy really is the limit. He truly has the upside to be the, the quarterback one, finishing number one in fantasy points this year, uh, but I don't think he gets there – because he's one of the, he's one of the toughest divisions in football. He's got to play the Seahawks twice a year, and he's got to play the 49ers twice a year in the NFC West. That's a really really hard division. Um, there's not really that much else to believe in Kyler. He just added DeAndre Hopkins. He's still got Kenyon Drake who can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's got one of the greatest receivers of all time, Larry Fitzgerald, there who can bail him out in the slot. He's got Christian Kirk who's continuing to step up his game and show that he's a good NFL receiver. Kyler Murray is going to be very very good this year. Um, and if he falls, if you get a value on Kyler Murray by one round, I would I would consider taking him highly. Let's go on to number three. This one might sh- this one might shock people a little bit, uh, but number three I got Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar Jackson scored twenty eight point one one points per game last year, and that is that is absurd. Twenty eight point one one points per game is just absolutely insane. 
Uh, I, I'm anticipating lots and lots of regression from Lamar Jackson this year. Um, don't get me wrong. He is incredibly talented and rushing. Like I said about Deshaun Watson, rushing quarterbacks are a cheat code in fantasy football. Uh, but I just don't think it's a safe bet to me to count on him repeating what he did last year. I expect him to improve in his passing game. Um, but let's not be surprised when the Ravens decide to play it safe and be like, hey, let's, uh, let's move away from Lamar rushing every other play, and let's give some more touches to Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, or Gus Edwards, um, especially with the addition of J.K. Dobbins. They're going to give J.K. Dobbins the ball. They believe in him. That's another favorite pick of mine. If I, could, if I had time to do 10 favorite picks, J.K. Dobbins would be in my top 10 favorite picks. I think throughout the season, J.K. Dobbins is going to take over that starting role for Mark Ingram, and you'll see Mark Ingram more in on, on short third and ones, third and twos. And uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to you know, take over that role, and he's going to be a fantasy superstar. But because of that, I think that they're going to take away a lot of Lamar's rushing game or take a lot away of his rushing workload. He's not going to see as many rushes this year. Uh, and because of that, I've got him at number three um, just because his, his, his passing game still is not on par with other people's in the NFL, especially my number one and my number two. And my number two quarterback this year, I'm all in. I've talked about him yesterday. I've talked about this team a lot. But Dak Prescott, man, I am all in on Dak Prescott this year. They got rid of Jason Garrett. They brought in Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy was the coach of the Green Bay Packers when Aaron Rodgers was having his seasons as consistently finishing as the number one fantasy quarterback. Dak is talented. Dak is an incredible NFL quarterback, and if you don't think that, you're insane. Go watch the tape. Dak makes plays after play. He's accurate. He can throw the ball deep. He makes good decisions. He's not afraid to stay in that pocket. He can scramble. He can run with his legs. He can get rushing touchdowns. In fact, Dak Prescott has the most rushing touchdowns out of quarterbacks, out of any quarterback that's entered the league since Dak Prescott came in the league. Dak Prescott can score with his legs. He can run. He can get 500 yards, 400 yards on the, on the ground every single year. And I really think this this is the year that Dak Prescott throws more than 5,000 yards through the air. Uh, I think 35 touchdowns, 5,000 yards is not an absurd prediction for Dak Prescott just because that offense is going to be so pass-happy with McCarthy and Kellen Moore there. And he's got the weapons to show. He's got the weapons to show for. He's got Amari Cooper, who's the one of the best slot receivers in the game. He's got Michael Gallup. He's got CeeDee Lamb. He's got Blake Jarwin. He's got Ezekiel Elliott. He's got everything he needs to have an explosive season this year. And that's why for the first time ever in all my years of playing fantasy ball, Dak Prescott is the first time I'm ever willing to take a, a quarterback at his ADP because I think that he's going to outperform his ADP of fifth and sixth round. That's it for Dak. I, I, I believe in it. I believe in it big time for Dak Prescott this year. And I'm, I'm taking the shot on him. I'm drafting him everywhere. All right, number one. Should be of no surprise, but Pat Mahomes. Uh, Pat Mahomes played – he missed two games last year, and he still finished in the top eight as a quarterback. He did not have a good year last year, and that was obvious. He played with a visible, visible injury throughout the entire season, and they won the Super Bowl. The man led them to the Super Bowl, and he played through a visible injury. Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in, in football, and there's there's no debate. There's no debate. He's the best quarterback in football. There's really not much to this. I expect him to have another 5,000 yards and 35 touchdowns or more. That offense is prolific. That's the only offense I have higher than the Cowboys offense this year. Um, and their offense could have possibly gotten even better 
by drafting Clyde Bertillier in the first round, adding another great pass-catching running back who can also run the ball like crazy. I expect greatness from Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs again this year. That's why Pat Mahomes is at number one for me. Uh, that's it for my top ten quarterback rankings. Let me know what you think. Reply to me on Twitter. Reply to me on Instagram. Reply to me anywhere. Text me if you have my phone number. Let me know how you think I'm crazy. I would love, love, love to hear what you have to say about these these rankings. That's it for the quarterbacks. Let's get into the running backs. Let's get into my top ten running backs for this season. Uh, just before we start, there may be a little bit of an audio bump in my quarterbacks compared to my running backs. I forgot to turn on the microphone that I was using and it used the microphone on my built-in microphone on my laptop when I was recording. So sorry about that little audio bump for my quarterbacks, but the audio clip was too long for me to go back and record it all. Um, So sorry about that, but here we are. Let's get into the top 10 running backs of this year. Um, I'm going to start, I'm going to go this way one through 10 uh, because as we get farther down the list, things get a little bit more crazy compared to for the quarterbacks 10 through one. Uh, was made more sense. Number one, it that it shouldn't surprise anyone. Christian McCaffrey. Um, there's not much to it. Last year, CMC had almost a hundred more fantasy points than the RB two, uh, in all formats almost. And if you don't know that, that's the dumbest thing in the world. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Christian McCaffrey is essentially like you're starting two different people on your lineup in one week. Uh, so instead of playing two running backs a week, you're playing three running backs a week when you have CMC on your lineup. Um, there's a draft strategy, if you don't know about it, called Zero, R- Zero RB, uh, and it works best. If you have the very first pick, you draft CMC overall, and then you don't take another running back in your lineup until the eighth or ninth round. And it works because you're drafting CMC, who is two people as one person. Um, and I, it's kind of the opposite of my projection for Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson's going to regress. Um but I don't. I really don't think CMC regresses at all. Uh, if anything, I think he performs the same. I really do think there's a chance he performs better, unless they just take some of his workload away, which is also possible. He got an upgrade at quarterback and potentially even upgraded his offensive system with Matt Rule from Baylor and Joe Brady from LSU coming in to run that offense. Um, that's that's really it. He's he's incredible. He's deserving of the number one pick in all fantasy drafts. CMC is the number one running back this year. Uh, expect another incredible season from CMC. Um, and I don't see any regression. I really don't. Number two, I got Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke's one of my favorite running backs in the league. And I know I'm high on the Cowboys and I talk about him a lot. Uh, and that's the exact reason why he's at number two is because that Cowboys offense is going to be prolific. Zeke's going to run the ball. Zeke's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's the total package at the running back position. And it's proven to be one of the most consistent running backs on the football field for fantasy football. He managed to finish as a top five running back last year, and he really didn't – if you go back and look at his games, he really didn't have a game where we would consider it just a massive boom game where he scored more than 30 points like other running backs do. He just consistently scored 18 to 25 points all season long. That's in PPR format. But he consistently scored that many points all season long just because he is as consistent as they come, and I expect him to blow up again this year. Number three – um, Saquon Barkley, again, not a surprise. Saquon, I think he's the I think he's the most talented running back in the NFL. Um, the thighs of a god. He is insane. He is the focal point of that offense. Daniel Jones is, is a competent enough quarterback to know when to get that ball to him in the backfield or out of the out of a pass. If 
passing situation to dump it off to him. Saquon Barkley can do it all. He is fast. He can break away from anybody. He can break any tackle. Saquon Barkley is an incredible, incredible talent. And I've got him at number three just because of that. One, two, three, CMC, Zeke, Saquon Barkley. Um, you're going to find those three guys at the top three running backs for pretty much every fantasy analyst in the industry. Um, unless they're projecting some crazy stuff, but that's, that's what I believe. CMC, Zeke, and Saquon. Um, and I think pretty much everybody agrees on that. Four through 10 for me is a little wild. And I hope that you bear with me and my explanations. And I actually didn't update my list that I'm reading from here um, based off of yesterday. But yesterday I had Josh Jacobs at number four, but I'm actually changing that on the spot right here. I got Alvin Kamara back at four. Uh, I moved Alvin Kamara down to six, but I'm moving him back up to number four today. Alvin Kamara is my number four running back. Um, I moved him down to six just out of a little bit of caution because of the holdout situation. But Alvin Kamara returned to practice yesterday, so expect everything to go back to normal. Everything to go smoothly again with Alvin Kamara. Um, Alvin Kamara is a great – he's a great, great, great running back. He, he does everything again. Not as well as Zeke and Saquon do it. He's more of a pass-catching running back, kind of shifty, quick guy out of the backfield. Um, and I have him at number four behind Zeke, Saquon, and CMC just because – I don't believe in that Saints offense nearly as much. Um, but I think Alan Kamara is, an, again, going to be a top five running back. He's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's going to be great. Um, let's go on to number five. Uh, five, I got Josh Jacobs running back for the Oakland Raiders. Josh Jacobs, um, if you have not seen Josh Jacobs' rookie season film that the NFL YouTube uh, NFL's YouTube channel put out, you need to go watch Josh Jacobs' rookie season film. Josh Jacobs makes it look like he's playing against D2 kids and of, of NFL guys. Josh Jacobs is incredibly, incredibly talented. He's going to be a bell cow back for the Raiders. He's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's going to do everything. There's, there's no, I don't think there's any way in my eyes that Josh Jacobs does not finish top five this year at the running back position. He is just incredibly talented. He's going to take that year two step forward and improve his game. Um, and he's going to, he's going to be incredible this year. He is really, really going to be incredible this year. Draft Josh Jacobs as a top five, draft him in the first round. Don't let him fall to the second round of your draft, draft him in the first round. You won't regret it. I promise. Number six, I've got Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the rookie running back for the chiefs. You know, it's, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later when we get down to my 10th rated running back, but it is not an unpopular thing for running backs to finish rookie running backs to finish in the top 10. Um, we see it every year. We saw it with Saquon and CMC the year they were rookies. We saw it last year uh, with Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs. We see it every year of at least one or two rookie running backs finishing in the top 10 and Clyde Edwards earlier. He's in the perfect position to be a, a rookie running back finishing inside the top 10. He is extremely talented um, out of all the people that the Chiefs were projected to draft, he was one of the ones that people were hoping he, they would draft him to the Chiefs. And they did it. They went out and they did it. Fantasy, fantasy analysts all over the world went crazy when the Chiefs took Clyde edwards Hilaire because he fits that system perfectly. He's a pass-catching, bruising running back. And the Chiefs are going to use him like that. I think for maybe the first two weeks, he might split carries or split that backfield with Daryl Williams. But I think after the first two weeks, it's his it's his backfield, and there's no turning back. And I think he's going to be incredible. Um, so draft him as such. I consider taking him towards the end of the first, early second round in your draft. Um, 
yeah, let's let's move on to number seven. Number seven, I got Dalvin Cook. Um, there's still some rumors going out about Dalvin Cook and a holdout situation. So if you have Dalvin Cook, if you're draft plan on drafting Dalvin Cook, you need to make sure you're getting Alexander Madison. You do not want to miss out on that opportunity um, or make a mistake in drafting Dalvin Cook, and then he actually does end up holding out. Or even worse, we, we hope and we pray that it doesn't happen to him, but he is somebody that it happens to a good bit. But he gets injured. Dalvin Cook is injury prone. It's hard for me to sit here and put Dalvin Cook in the top five just because I know there's a good chance that he gets injured. And it's just hard to project him playing 16 games because he gets injured so often. That's why I've got him at number seven. I believe in his talent. I believe he's a great running back. That offense is a run-first offense as well, just like many other offenses in the NFL. Um, so I expect Dalvin Cook to have a good season again. Uh, but I don't expect him to be inside the top five like he was last year. I expect him to regress just a little bit. Let's go to number eight. Number eight, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is another one of those guys that if you have not seen his tape, you need to go watch his tape. Joe Mixon is a big, big guy. He's way bigger than people give him credit for because people just don't assume that he's a big guy. Joe Mixon is tall. He's fast. He can catch that ball. He can bruise people to the ground. Joe Mixon is shifty. He is very, very, very good at running the football. Um, I would draft Joe Mixon again at the end of the first, early second round. And I think that Joe Mixon is going to have a great season with a new, awesome NFL quarterback coming in, Joe Burrow. Um, I really think Joe Mixon is going to have a great season uh, and that that Cincinnati offense is going to be better than people give him credit for this year. So I would draft Joe Mixon as a top as a top eight running back. Um, that's why I've got him at number eight. Number nine, I got Kenyon Drake of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, kind of going in line with Kyler Murray, that offense is going to take another step forward in Cliff Kingsbury's uh, system. Ken and Drake's going to be great this year. Ken and Drake's going to be awesome. Um, I wouldn't be worried about any anybody else, Chase Edmonds, getting stealing carries away from him. Uh, Ken and Drake's going to be a bell cow. He can catch the ball in the backfield as well. Uh, and if you're not catching on to the drift, uh, pass-catching running backs are almost – kind of like rushing quarterbacks and that they're a cheat code, especially in half PPR and PPR leagues. Uh, I always am targeting pass catching running backs over true runners like Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb and stuff like that. Um, but I got Kenan Drake at number nine. He's a, he's a great running back. He's going to show everyone this year how disrespected he was when he was at Miami with Adam Gase. Um, he's going to prove himself to be a great running back in the NFL this year. And at number 10, the one that I'm expecting to – to shock the world and to make people say, what, why do you have him there? Uh, number 10, I have Jonathan Taylor, rookie running back for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't have Derrick Henry in my top 10. I don't have Nick Chubb in my top 10. I don't have Miles Sanders in my top 10. I got Jonathan Taylor uh, for the same reason that I have Clyde Red Taylor in my top 10. It's because this year, the rookie running back class is deep. It is deep and it is strong. And it's probably deep and stronger than we can remember and since probably Saquon and CMC, let's be real. Um, and we should expect two rookie running backs to finish inside the top 10. We really should expect that. And I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be that guy that finishes inside the top 10 with Clyde Edwards Hilaire as a rookie this year. He's in the perfect situation. Marlon Mack. I know Marlon Mack is there, but come on guys. Don't let's don't, don't use Marlon Mack as an argument to, argue against why Jonathan Taylor is going to finish top 10. Marlon Mack was a fine running, was a fine running back, but he's nothing compared to Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is a monster. He's another one of those guys where I'll just, I'll just say, go watch the tape, go do an eye test on him. 
watch him play football. He's a monster. He makes people look like idiots on the field. He's not super great at catching catching the ball out of the backfield, but reports reports um, from beat reporters in Indianapolis have been that he's been showing out and he's been showing that he can do that. So I've got Jonathan Taylor, number 10. He's behind the best offensive line in football with a team with the third easiest strength of schedule in the NFL and an upgraded quarterback play with an incredible, incredible head coach in Frank Reich. Um, I've got Jonathan Taylor, number 10. Uh, you're probably noticing some guys that are not inside the top 10. Um, guys like Dalvin Cook. I'm sorry, not Dalvin Cook. Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. I, I just I don't believe in them this year. I think that the Titans are going to take a major step back as an offense as a whole. Um, listen, Ryan Tannehill, he's a fine he's a fine quarterback. But we know – we've seen Ryan Tannehill. He's been in the league before. We know what we're going to get from Ryan Tannehill. Last year, the end of last year, that was that was a fluke. That was not what Ryan Tannehill really is. I don't think – I don't believe that. I'm not buying it. I'm not drafting Ryan Tannehill. I'm not drafting Derrick Henry. Um, we also know that every year, I think the stat is three or four teams that made the playoffs the previous year don't make the playoffs the next year. That's why the NFL playoffs are so fun because we see new teams every year almost. I think the Titans are one of those teams that doesn't make the playoffs this year. I think the Titans don't make it. I think the 49ers don't make it. Um, but, yeah, that's just a little tangent on more on why I believe Jonathan Taylor is going to break the top ten, just seeing regression from some other running backs that were in the top ten last year, like Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. Um, but that's it for my top ten running backs. Again, just like quarterbacks, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, on Twitter. Text me if you have my number. Give me crap. Tell me where you think I'm crazy. I'll take it, and I'll argue with you. Um, but that's it for the top 10 quarterbacks and running backs for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is such a blessing to be able to do this, and this is so, so fun to get here and talk about fantasy football. Uh, I love being able to do this. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, follow me on Twitter at SamFFB and on Instagram at the Noblest Bear. Um, and go to the website. Check out the website, MyFantasyFootballPodcast.com. It's up and it's live. I'm going to have articles going out from myself and from a couple other people as well on what they, with some bold predictions, our top 10 ranking, stuff like that. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. On Sunday, I'm going to try to get out an episode of top 10 wide receivers and top 10 tight ends, but I can't promise that I'm going to get it out uh, just because it's, it's a busy weekend. It's Labor Day weekend. I'm going to be with my wife. We're going to be in Asheville celebrating together. Um, so I'll try to get it out to you guys on Sunday and I'm going to also going to try on Sunday to do a live stream of my league's draft, uh, which is going to be dangerous because I'm sure that my league mates are going to watch the live stream and try to snipe my picks as I'm walking through the draft, explaining my thinking through everything. So, uh, know that there's a good bit of risk for me if I do that. So I'm still thinking about it, but I think it'd be fun to do that. Um, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is it for episode two of the, my fantasy football podcast. Thank you, guys.